0: Anyway, here's Wonderwall.
1: Carl, wake Uh, up. You wasted. uh, What? You didn't hear a word he said, did you? Oh, I guess not. What'd he say? I hate to be a buzzkill, but he said that your house is on elf graves, and they're pissed off. All right. Fine. We'll do that. Uh, The bluzzle's going to keep flowing. Unless, uh... Unless Carl pays tribute to the
2: Elfin Elders in space.
0: I'll do it. What do I do?
2: You must give up yourself to the Great Red Ape.
0: Okay. How much?
2: Sexually. Wonderful.
1: You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here.
0: All right, so welcome back for episode three hundred and one. We are now one episode past old age. Lobo is going to be out of town for the next, I don't know, probably rest of the month. I don't know. He'll be back at the end of the month. He's got dance competitions and stuff going on with his kids. So I bugged him and said, hey, I'm going to record a show and uh, decided to call Mr. James Nettles here up, who's done a fantastic job co-hosting with me in the past. Say hi, Jim.
2: Good evening, everybody. Um, (laughs) And somebody turn me loose on the crowd again.
0: You do fine here, though. You do really, really <laughs> well here. You do a great fake Lobo. Um, and you always do it on incredibly short notice with no idea who the topic or, or who the guest is or anything. It's like, James, I need you right now. And you're like, all right, hold on. Oh, wait, there's a power outage or a tornado has just come through. But everything's working now. We're great. Last minute, blah, blah, blah. And the dogs always make an appearance as well. But um, so, yeah, this week we've got Jim Pyre coming on the show. And Jim is he's a pretty odd individual, <laughs> <laughs> good guy he's an attorney he's done a lot of he's just had a lot of really weird experiences and i've been bugging him over the years and we've been because he was a listener of the show he's like yeah i've got all these experiences and these things happen so for a long time i was bugging him to come on here and i could never get him to do it and then eventually he's like yeah i'll do it and then it was just a matter of finding the time so i wanted to do this a few weeks ago but we couldn't because of episode 300 the whole thing threw a snafu in the works and then lobo being busy I'm like all right well let's just do it this week so, um, I, I don't know, I did, did we, should we just run into the interview, or, or do you have any post thoughts or anything on it, or... No,
2: let's just go ahead and hit the interview. Let's go have some fun. Right,
0: we'll, hit, <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll run the interview, and in the meantime, we're going to go buy some Schlitz malt liquor, and we'll see all you guys at the interview. I'm still time. getting
2: Guinness, <laughs> you guys go drink all the Schlitz you can drink.
0: <laughs> oh, God, it's such horrible, horrible. It's malt liquor. Nobody knows what we're talking about. We'll, we'll talk to everybody
1: after the interview. <laughs>
0: All right. So, with us this week, after a long time, is Jim Pyre. Jim, I've been. How long have we been trying to get each other on? How, how long have we been trying to get you on the show for now? A couple of years, or
1: oh, it's been a, a while. A good bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 always flattered when you do it. So I try to postpone it as long as I can. So it's probably <laughs> my fault.
0: And it's sad because Lobo's not well Lobo, I I probably say it before the show, but Lobo's not gonna be here for like three three weeks or whatever. He's off with his kids doing dance recital. So my boy James Nettles here decided to like, yeah, I'll help you out. Sure. Blah blah blah.
1: You know, it's great. So Awesome. You, you get two gyms for the price of one. Yeah, I know.
0: This is gonna be I'm gonna have to call you pyre, and I'll call him James. That's so that's,
1: that's the only way vibe. this
0: is gonna work. Because if I say, hey Jim, you're both gonna go what? <laughs> but Okay, you are an attorney, uh, an author. You used to be a podcaster. I don't, I don't think you do podcasting anymore. It's been I, a few years.
1: You know, I'm like the, the spinal tap of podcasters because every co-host I have- Dies in a mysterious garden them. accident. It really, it, it's true. The first one, fantastic guy, had a horrible divorce. The second one, great girl. Uh, she got picked up by, of all things, the Travel Channel, Whoa. and she's working with them. And the second, the second uh, gal I'm I, I was podcasting with, she uh, is she works for the government in Rhode Island because she's a big Lovecraft fan. So she went out there. So yeah, I can't I can't hold on to anybody. And, and then you built
0: another man. castle, and that one sank. So you built another yeah. castle, and that one sank. And then you built a yeah. third castle, and that one burnt down.
1: <laughs> and then I decided hell with it. I'm not going to do it anymore.
0: Clear money Python references. So you have a variety of strange and bizarre stories that I've been trying to nail you down with for a number of years. I've heard you on other shows. I heard you on strange familiars, uh, with Tim.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that was a Tim, few years ago. Mm-hmm. Tim always tried to convince me to go hiking with him and stuff. And, and I actually practiced criminal law in, in the country. So, uh, I'm terrified of people. Uh, So, no, ain't going to happen, man. Ain't going to happen. Just, no. He can take pictures. He can send them to me. It'll be fantastic. The, The thing about it is everybody talks about, oh, the city's horrible. The city's horrible. Man, I was in a little town in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, and People are horrible. (laughs) It's not just the city. It's people. Let's just leave it at that.
0: Are we talking deliverance here or? (laughs) Uh,
1: uh, No, not not to that extent. No, but lots of just lots of just the well, lots of just drunken or drugged up young men who have nothing better to do but to F with hikers and campers and just a random assortment of people. So, yeah, generally, if, if people are bored with nothing to do, it's like, let's go out and screw with the Boy Scouts. Really, dude? Really? Yeah. Yeah, It's it's it, w- it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. I'm, I, I lost whatever hair I had left doing that job.
0: All right, man. Well, uh, tell us some stories. Where do you want to start?
1: Oh, about the weird shit I've seen.
0: Why don't you, you start know, where I... you died? How about that? Yeah. Most yeah, people start when what they're, what they're it... born. Let's start where you died.
1: I was actually talking to my folks and they're they're just like old hippies. I was talking to my folks to get ready for the show and I like I asked them it's like hey, you know, I've got this weird recollection when I was a kid that I was in the hospital for oh god, it seemed like forever. And it's my my dad and my dad goes in real deadpan and he's not he's just sort of like, "Hey, man, chill out, be cool." He goes, "Yeah, you, you died." And, you know, I'm like 50 years old. And I said, what, what, what the fuck, what, what? It was only for a little while, though. It is okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. all right you're not dead you're sleeping beautiful plumage (laughs) where do you go with that i mean i don't know should they have told me when i was younger what i got more questions but i'm afraid to ask
0: all right how long were you dead for let's start with that one
1: yeah yeah well as it turns out that actually deals with the first weird experience i ever had and this could be a fever dream, but I'll let you ha- I'll let you have it. I was, I was sick with the chicken pox, and get uh, vaccinated people. I, I I don't think they had the, the vaccine back when I was a kid. I feel like a, a million years old, but it got so bad it went down my throat in, in the, it went down my esophagus. It was it was horrible. I mean I had it bad. And I was be- I was at my grandparents' house because I was separated from the rest of the my my uh, family. Of course, you know it's like a plague house. You know, send them over there. And them being well, you know, they're just let's just say that they're just kindly and, and ignorant old Polish folks they were. And my grandfather decided he was going to sweat the disease out of me. And uh, that's when I guess my fever hit like a hundred and eight. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they, they ship me to the hospital. Uh... But before that, but before that, I remember. I swear to to this day, I remember. I had a blanket on. The light was on in the room. It was it was my grandparents' room, and I heard my parents and my grandparents arguing uh, in another room. And ostensibly, I think it was, hey, maybe we should get this kid to the hospital, but. I felt something sit on the bed. They had no pets. They had no cats. But it, it, it like sat at the foot of the bed. And I picked my head up because I thought it was my mom or my dad or my grandma. And it was nobody. But the the indent was still there. It was there. And to this day, you know, you can chalk it up to fever. You could You could say I was a kid. But, I mean, the lights were on. I, 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 I think I was up, but that, that was my first big one. That really was. Hmm. Yeah. I you know, I, I don't know. People talk, it's like, it's almost a trope. It's like, wow, you know, she died and came back and now she's the medium. I'm like, I, I, do I think it has anything to do with that? I have no clue. I don't think so. I really think that most people just don't notice. Uh, and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the, the other thing, uh, my grandparents house, like everybody I think you talked to, was haunted. It absolutely was haunted. Because uh, years later, uh, I would tell them, hey, I hear people walking up and down the stairs, because they lived in uh, a Chicago sort of a a two-flat where they would rent the upstairs, and they'd live downstairs. But no, they didn't rent. They didn't believe in renting. They just had it empty. So, but I would hear people upstairs. I would hear footsteps and and people uh, going up and down the stairs. And they would always tell me when, and when I was a kid, no, that's nothing. You you didn't hear that. No, don't worry about it. That, that really, that was nothing. Man, talk about something that makes somebody feel crazy. It is that. That's one of the reasons why I went into like doing paranormal stuff, because I think the best thing you could do, I mean, so much for for research or, or, or trying to find something. I think the best thing you can do in this world is tell somebody, Hey, the thing you saw, you're not crazy. I see it too. You know, the thing you heard, you're okay. I hear it too. Just to give that comfort to somebody. And I got to do that a few times. And, and I think it, I think that's the best thing you can do being a Paranormal, quote unquote researcher, uh, but later on, when I got older, they said, "Oh yeah, we heard that. We just didn't want to scare you." Uh, no, it didn't work that way. <laughs> no, you made me think I was going insane, and you scared me. You know, no, no, not at all. When I was a little bit older, he, here's here's the one where, here's the one where I think weird things happen almost constantly and just nobody sees anything and this is sort of my last childhood well let me interrupt you real quick how often
0: does weird stuff like this happen to you is this an is this like an all the time thing to the point where you're just like yeah weird stuff happens all the time i just deal with it and move on
1: you know i i hate that quote like soraya but it's almost to that same extent where it's just like yeah okay sure I mean I can it relate to some of that to some level
0: but yeah. you know
1: yeah I I don't want to you know I don't want to say it's like an everyday thing where but it happens I it it happens more often than quote unquote a normal person would I I have no doubt I have no doubt yeah and I I don't know why I really don't know why you know people would always ask me that my friends would say you know why is this why does this stuff happen to you and You know, now with uh, the end game came out, I'm like, hey, maybe you're just not worthy. (laughs) You know, what can I say? I I, I don't know. I really I really don't know.
0: So what across the board of you have you I mean, is it just ghosts? Is it UFOs, fairy lights? I I, mean, have you experienced the full spectrum of strangeness or is it kind of a select area?
1: Honestly, I've never I, I don't
0: here's
1: here's my take i i don't i don't know if they're ghosts uh i've never seen lights in the sky uh and i think i i'd like to i, I refer to the fae as uh joshua does because i i'm not going to call them like little people with wings i'll just refer to it as as the other and i think my experience with the other is is more than most you'd be
0: for uh, joshua Cutchin, i'm assuming yeah yeah okay. yeah
1: yeah right. yeah yeah Uh, but Mm I, I, I just, I just think it's more than most, uh, I'm like, I've never been, I've never been, I've never been in, uh, uh, like any kind of UFO, UFO sort of, uh, story or, you know, any, any sort of drama or anything like that. Okay. But, but, but everything else. Yeah, man, I. You know. Yeah.
0: All right. So where were you going to take us to next? Your last story as a freaky um, as, weird as child as that kid. has had like demons come out of the wall and try to yeah. eat your head off.
1: You know, it, it's it's not that far away, but it equally equally is weird. I was I remember I was about, I don't know, uh, 10. Yeah, I think I was 10 because I was just going into uh, the Cub Scouts and I was out. Uh, my, my parents lived on a busy street. I kind of have to set the scene. My parents lived on a busy street. Uh, so much that you have to move the traffic back and forth during rush hour. And uh, I'm just looking out the, the, the window because, you know, we didn't have the Internet back then. We just had like three channels. So I'm looking out the window and I see this old man. And he is and I'm a kid, granted, but he is old. He He's hunched over. And he's got like this funny hat on, and he's hunched over. And I thought, well, okay, this guy's walking to his car. This, you know, something to watch, you know, whatever. So he walks to this car, and 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 it is not, it is not a, a '90s car. It's not a modern car, okay. It's not an Oldsmobile, but it's just a little bit smaller, okay. He walks to the back of the car, and he's bent over. He looks around to look if anybody's looking. He picks the goddamn back of the car up. Wait, what? Yes, not like the Hulk. He just lifts the back of the car, and the back of the wheels are off the ground. Now, not by a foot, but they're off the ground. I can see them off the ground. And he pulls the car back to what I assume is the parking spot he wants, looks around again, puts it down, bends over, and goes back across. To his apartment across the street. Are we talking
0: like a Yugo or something? No, nope. or... no, nope.
1: that's what I mean. No, there were no Yugos. This was this was like eighties. This no, no. That's the thing. This this wasn't Oldsmobile, but it wasn't a Yugo. And he was. He why was he bent over? And why did he just stand straight up and lift it up and move it back and then bend over again and creep on away? And I remember, I remember thinking to myself, Ain't nobody gonna believe this. Nobody. I, I don't.
0: okay. so you're saying, my man, was he parked wrong on the street or something like that? Like was his car I, sticking out or I think,
1: I, he just I walked over know. and
0: picked up the car and pulled it backwards and set it down and walked away or yeah,
1: he pulled it backwards. He pulled it backwards. I think maybe he thought he was too close to the fire hydrant or I don't I don't know. I'd be lying if I said I knew. The only thing shocking about it was, like I said, that he just did it and people were still driving back and forth on the street. I mean, if I saw that while I was driving, I would have an accident. And that's what I mean about how most people just don't notice stuff. I, I, I would have careened my car into a pole if I had seen that because he just, he, it was just so nonchalant. And then he just hunches over and just goes back into the, the, you know, his apartment across the across the street. And I, I, I'm like, w- w- what just happened? You know, and I, I think, I think those things happen. I think they happen every day. I really do. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read Douglas Adams, but uh, in one of his books, it was uh, this: he had a, one of the aliens had a spaceship, and it was called "It's Not My Business Field." And it would, it would, it would emit, and people would look at it and go, "Well, that's not my business," and keep walking. I, I think most of the weirdness in this world is like that. You know, people just go, "What? I don't say," so, you know. So, yeah, so I'm do you think here. you
2: see these things because you see these things?
1: I I wish I I wish I knew. You know, I wish I knew. I I I I know that a lot of the things frankly give me a sense of awe and wonder and maybe confusion and not so much fear. There's only one time I saw something that really scared the hell out of me and that's like a real shameful moment in my life and I'll I'll tell you in, in a bit. But uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I I wish I could tell you I I, no clue, no clue.
0: So, where do you where do you go with that? Like, okay, is are we talking like, are we talking a guy that was like out a poltergeist, the guy that comes up to your front door and is like, "You're all gonna
1: die," or it was just an old man? Or that kind of old man? Yes, it was that kind of old man. You know what I did after that? I went and had lunch, and every I that was it. Never saw the dude again. Believe me, I tried not to see the dude again. <laughs> like, I don't want another part of that. Okay. You know, it's that song, that F, F this stuff, I'm out. I'm like, nope, nope, not doing this.
0: All right, so... <laughs> where do you go from there? You have a okay. So you, you've you've had experience where you had a fever dream where a ghost was sitting on the edge of the bed, right to a guy that comes over and lifts up a car by the back end and just pulls it over to the side of the curb. How old was this guy with Because this guy is like seventies, eighties.
1: In my mind, now I was a kid, so I mean, I would I I, I try to rationalize it and go, well, maybe he was in the sixties, but you know. Something tells me he was in his seventies or eighties, because he had that hunched back sort of old man walk. He was old, and I can't see an old guy moving a Yugo, to tell you the truth. I I, I can't I can't see it happening. But Did he fit I, no, the classic example Hugo. of
0: like what a Men in Black looks like? I mean, was he wearing black clothes? Did he have? Um... You know, did he have the black rimmed hat and all this kind of stuff? Did he fit that description at all or or whatever?
1: He he, he had on the typical like south side kind of kind of look he had on, you know, the loafers and and white socks Uh, because it was summertime and I was home. So he he just just a typical, you know, hey, I'm like everybody else. Look, and maybe that was by design, you know, mm hmm. Uh, the 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 other thing uh, I, I I lied for a minute. The other thing, and I did talk about it on another show, was uh, this was before the before I saw the old man. Before I saw the the Incredible Hulk, old man, I was in the gangway because we have gangways in in the city. I was in the gangway on my. Uh, I remember I didn't know how to ride a bike still, so I was fairly young. I uh, it was after I was sick. So uh, it, I I learned how to I'm really klutzy. So learning how to ride a bike was a nightmare for me But I was a kid and I had my little tricycle and I was tooling back and forth It it wasn't really a tricycle. It was training wheels, but I, I it was a tricycle I was tooling back and forth trying to get the hang of this thing and I see uh, uh, Here we go again, I see this plane come over the house and I lived near Midway Airport, so it wasn't that bizarre, but it, it was so close it 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 almost it felt like it was like ten feet above the the house. I could see like writing on the damn engines. I could see the paint, and the thing about that one is, I don't remember there being any noise. I remember. Being scared and running inside and telling my folks and they're like, uh, take it easy. You didn't see nothing. But I did. I, I you know, if you want to call that the closest UFO encounter I've ever had, that was it. I, I think it was like a, I think it was it wasn't a Delta. I think I don't know. I think it, it, it was like it was a, a passenger plane. It so was, it was big. A,
0: a silent flying passenger plane. then.
1: Yeah. Was yeah. it black
0: or anything like that?
1: It, no, no, it was white. Uh, but it was it completely was white. silent.
0: How high above our yeah. house was it?
1: Honestly, I, I, I lived in a bungalow, and it seemed like it was only 20 feet. It was huge for me. It, like, blotted out of the sky. And uh, it wasn't until years later, and we, we lived around the highway. It wasn't until years later that I did some research, and there was a plane crash near where I lived, and it killed a bunch of people. It's, it's pretty famous in Chicago. Uh, Where it was coming in the midway and it just didn't make it And I think maybe that's what I saw I look, I'm not gonna say that's what I saw but I I'm not gonna say it's not I guess I I don't know what that was But those those were pretty much the end of my childhood weirdnesses, you know Uh, And yeah, that one was creepy that one really was because it really made no noise It was it was It was like, it should have been deafening. It should have broken windows. It was so, it was so close, you know, at least with the roar of the engines.
0: Did the plane look like something that should have fit in that time period?
1: Ah, man, I would say yes. I, I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I was, this is just remembering from being a kid, but yeah, I would say yeah, because I, my uncle, uh, worked for Delta and, uh, I had gotten to go to O'Hare when I was young and see the planes, so I, you know, it wasn't like, "Whoa, my God, this is a new thing." And living near Midway, you'd see them. I mean, they weren't that close, obviously. You'd see them overhead because we were on the the landing track.
0: Yeah, that's my so, house. My house is in the, me- yeah. the path for Metro Airport, and people land there, so I get yeah, so
2: planes over my get house them lined all the time. Up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, with that idea that it just came over the house, there was no sound, no noise. What about the idea that that was a precog event, that you saw the crash before or after? Um,
1: Well, the only thing I can say is we lived there after the crash, because the crash happened, I think, in 74. And I think we moved into the house, oh, God, in 78. In 78? God, I feel old. But yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I I don't think I, I don't I don't think it was that I I don't even know if it was I don't even know if it was a plane, you know I don't know what it was. I mean, how could it not make noise? I I remember it it casting a shadow, and that's why I looked up. I'm like, what's this? Wah! you know,
2: w- Sears what? and Robux was testing their new delivery drone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah,
1: and it would have been back it would have been that big back then. It would have been. Yeah. So
0: we've got the incredible Hulk old man and a ghost plane. (laughs) (laughs) So we're covering the gambit here pretty well. Um, I I
1: told you, I really, I I told you. Uh, So do you have monster
0: stories or,
1: uh, you know, have you ever been
0: attacked by a hairdryer maybe? (laughs) Um,
1: I don't know. I, I did. I did see. And I'll tell you the story I told Tim. I did see the, it's, this is another one. Where it's like people just don't – they don't care. Uh, my first marriage, I went to Alaska for my honeymoon. It was the best thing about my first marriage. Uh, uh, we, we went to a place called Kinnecott, which is the middle of nowhere. It was an old copper town. You, you literally had to get – you had to sit in a basket, and they, they wheeled you across this river to get on the other side so you could go up to the town. It was, it was like, Wow. I mean, you, you, were, you felt very small out there. That's the only thing I could say. I, to somebody who had never been outside the city before, going out there was just it – was, it was awe-inspiring. But anyway, we were at this lodge, and one of the things is it, it didn't get dark because we were in the summer. It just got sort of dusky brown, kind of brownish, just sort of hazy, like, like like almost night, but never it never got dark. Uh, so we were going to have sort of a, a, a night, quote-unquote, hike on this glacier around the copper mine, and uh, there's a kid doing it, and the, the kid's – he's a nice kid. He's like in his 20s, and uh, he the, the thing I remember most about him is – I mean he was like an outdoorsman because he smelled like he hadn't taken a shower in like weeks. It's like that's – hey, that's how people lived up there. God bless. You know, whatever. He was probably living in a tent with his girlfriend out in – It's a mountain.
2: And I live in a van down by the river.
1: You got it, man. (laughs) Uh, So it was me. uh, And I think it was about, you know, it wasn't a small, it wasn't a small group. There were about 12 of us. And so we head up across on the edge of a glacier and there's, there's, you know, there's a tree line. And it is, it's dusk. It's like this, this really dim light all around. It was pretty surreal. And uh, we see, I see these lights and, 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 and they're bobbing and they're the size of softballs and they're bobbing up and down and betr- between the trees. And they're just sort of, for lack of a better word, they look like they were playing. You know, they're just doing these things. And I was freaked out. Uh, I, was, I, I was not a lawyer at the time. I was, I was teaching uh, grade school. I was freaked out. But the guy behind me, who I, who was, he was a surgeon and he was an older guy. And I think like, he was like Johnny materialism. You know, he, he was losing his shit. He, he, he kept going, what is that? Are those hikers? What is that? What is that? What is that? Let's go look. And I was willing to go with him. Cause I was curious. I really wanted to see what was going on. And our guide, he was like, ah, you see him all the time. Don't worry. We got a schedule. He walked it. Keep walking. Come on. We got to be somewhere. Nothing I got to something see
2: really... here. You guys yeah. did not pay enough on the tour for, to see that and see that. Yeah. yeah. It,
1: but I think, it, I think what the deal is, is that the kid had seen them all the time. So he's like, yeah, but Hey, you want to really see this river here. This is cool. I'm like, dude, what, what are those things? And I, 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 they weren't hikers. They, I, I, I doubt there was somebody out there playing ball with a, a glowing orb so I, I don't know what those were, I, but it looked like they were having fun. That's all How I How long say. did the lights last, just out of curiosity? They lasted. We left, and they were still happening. We walked away, and they were still going on. So I, I couldn't tell you. I, 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 know, I know the guy behind me, like I said, the surgeon guy uh, that, uh, that we sort of shared a, a section of the lodge with. He, he, I thought he was going to have a nervous breakdown. I I really did. I thought he was going to he he was going to lose his mind. And I and now I I I look at it and go, man, that must have been like the biggest bit of cognitive dissonance in that guy's entire life. You know, I mean, the dude's a surgeon. It's it's A B C D. You know, one plus one equals two. You you that stuff doesn't exist. You
2: know, so uh, bless. But... so how far away do you think the lights were playing in the woods? Uh God, uh, it had to be about,
1: you know, uh, maybe fifty yards, about fifty okay. yards. Yeah, not not you know, yeah, about yeah. That's about that's about a, I mean, as, as good as judges you're gonna get from me. So yeah, they were about but 50 brighter yards. than like a firefly or something like that. Oh no, they were brighter and much bigger. They were they were bigger. Yeah, I I it's like a softball or a soccer ball. They were big, and at the same time they weren't the size of like some crazy spaceship or anything. But they they were big, yeah. And, and I remember they they did not they they blocked the line of sight of the trees. That's how I knew they were in front or behind the trees. They didn't blink in or out. And I know some people have said, oh yeah, they sort of pop. No, not not the ones I saw. They just sort of zigzagged. It was. Honest to God, it was like kids playing tag in in, in in the tree line. That's sort of the the vibe I got from it.
2: Hmm. And of course, you have video of this, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you bet, man. Sure. You know what? If I did, it would probably be on, be on Betamax.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so were the lights bobbing and weaving, or yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. going in circles, or
1: that's yes absolutely 100% yes it was really like little children playing in the woods different yeah. color single color I'd like to say they were different colors but I don't believe they were I, I think they were all sort of this offish shade of white yeah yeah so I think I I, think I could make it more interesting if there were different colors like Christmas trees but the, I, they weren't they weren't they were just sort of like this offish white
0: so everybody in the group saw them like how many people were in the group there were, there were more than
1: 10 of us. Uh, I, the only guy that really made the most noise was the guy bi- behind me. But, uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, we were all just being tourists. Uh, nobody said anything else. Uh, no, that's like, oh, okay. I mean, because, oh, well, what the guide says must be true. Happens all the time. You know, it oh, must be, I don't know, you know, swamp gas or something. Let's keep walking. Hmm. So would you want to go back and see it again? I'd love to. Oh, man, I'd love to i i i think if i could do it again i would yeah i i i i i think i even roughly know the area i mean because once you're in kinecott there's not a lot of places you can go that that's not around the copper mine and the glacier so but yeah yeah it's it was it was it was pretty amazing yeah
0: you know what okay hold on a second here um Spell the name of the place for me. Let, me. let me let me do a little Google. What's the?
1: You're asking the wrong man to spell. Right? <laughs> what was it? Alaska. Yeah. It's K. 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 Okay. I. N. K. I. N. Okay, we'll we'll just. And I imagine one of your listeners have been there too. So.
0: We're okay. Kenai Alaska. Got it. Go. Okay. I'm looking up. Hold on, i here. I'm gonna do a search for uh, ghost lights or something. Ah. Okay. Come on, Google. Work for me here. Uh, I'm not even going to edit this out of the show. Okay, <laughs> Kennecott Ghost Laced. Okay, uh, Kennecott Mines and Ghost Town Walking Tour. Did you do that? Was that the one?
1: The ghost town. Ta- the ghost town was actually uh, we you t- you took a van or you hiked to the ghost town and uh, they had they had beer there. Mm-hmm. So that was the <laughs> <laughs> so you're guaranteed to you get the spirits. Yeah, that was the plus with the ghost town. Okay, I was in the lodge in between them.
0: I'm not seeing. All I'm finding is this abandoned, uh, abandoned, abandoned mining town. Yes, that's all I'm really seeing. Anything on here? I'm not seeing any kind of ghost I, lights or. I, I, like
1: I did, don't. Did, did you
0: talk it, to the locals about it or anything like that, or see if you know I, anybody else had seen it or anything?
1: Dude, I was being a tourist. I was with my my new oh, wife. You suck as
0: a tourist. I, I,
1: I, know. I <laughs> dude. You saw next, fairy lights, yeah. you know. I, I. The next day we did something else, and I'm like. Okay, let's go look for bears. Like, okay. Let's go look oh, yeah. for
0: bears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, I'm not surprised no one reported that stuff because they, they that's so much a part of their lives there. You know, I, I saw uh, – I can't remember what those dogs are. Huskies or Malamutes? I saw one with the, the – they, they were huge. I mean everything was huge, like, like otters. Uh, you, you see an otter at the zoo and it's like, oh, it's a cute little otter. I, I go I go to an otter in Alaska. The damn thing's almost five feet long, and I go ah. Well, so you put the I, harness on it and you chase the fairy lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's a whole other story about the otter man that I heard. In, wait wait I a minute,
0: was, you saw so, an otter man?
1: <laughs> not. No, no. Okay. No. but I, I'm saying I understand why people are were scared of them because they were not the cute little otters we see in the zoo. They were big. They're they're long. That's why I can see why, like uh, the the First Nations people look at those things and go, "Those are other humans, you know, or whatever they are out in the the ocean, and they're gonna pull you in, dude." Everything is huge out there. I don't know if it's the air or the lack of pesticides or what, but I, Jesus. I've
0: been up to that parallel. I've been up to Yellowknife, Canada, which is along the same parallel. The terrain's kind of the same, ah, okay. you know. Okay. So I've I've been up that high before, and it was it was real beautiful area up there, and you know, I, I asked the locals up there if they'd ever seen anything really weird or whatever. A few of them gave me some strange looks. The local Native—well, uh, I don't want to say Native Americans because they were Native Can- Canadians, so they would be called Aboriginals. But they got really weird about stuff, and they didn't want to talk about it. But it'd be perfect I, area it. to see something strange like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's legends and stuff like that up there.
1: Yeah, I, I tell you, the most alien thing I saw was a moose. It was walking down the street, and I never saw anything like that before in my life. And I'm like, what in the hell is this? What is this thing?
0: Did you <laughs> see any, like, giant beavers or anything like that? No. Nothing? No, okay.
1: No, I didn't. And I'm happy I didn't. Oh, my God. I'm happy I didn't. The moose was enough.
2: Oh, geez. Yeah, hmm. but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I had a moose one time in Edmonton. That was not good. Oh. They, the Yukon would have lost.
1: Yeah. You, 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 you you think about what like critters should be and again i was just a city boy and and it doesn't prepare you for this walking sort of mountain with i wouldn't even call them antlers they're like tree things coming from their heads and it's they're unbelievable like i said that's that's the closest alien quote-unquote thing i ever encountered so yeah well uh that was about it for alaska Okay. Later on, uh, I, 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 uh, when I became uh, 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 attorney and settled in Ohio, I really got into the paranormal stuff. And that's when sort of the the creepy, funny things happened. Uh, I, I, I've actually – I wrote about this one. Uh, I went uh, grassman hunting. And the grassman is Ohio's version of Bigfoot. And uh, I got into a group. I can't remember. I think I. I don't. It wasn't AOL, but it was like GeoCities or something. And there was, I think, total five or six of us, and we'd meet at a bar, and we just talk about stuff. And uh, we did that for a few months, and then we got a break. One of the guys uh, knew someone who had land in South east sort of appalachia sort of east of east east and a little bit north of cincy but still south for me because i was in columbus and this guy had acres of land and he said he spotted something and he like he said hey if you guys want to come down and you know go take a look go for it yeah, i was sure I'll, I'll yeah i'm i'm happy to go i think it'd be fun i haven't gone camping in a while so you know I jumped in the pickup truck with one of these guys, and they went. Now, these guys were hunters. They they were they – were, I'm not a gun guy. I own one because did criminal law. I'm not a gun guy. I don't know a thing about them, long guns or small ones. But these guys had, like, shotguns with slugs. They they were I, I think they were ready to bag something you know I was bringing my camera I brought my uh, microphone and these guys were bringing uh, Schlitz and and, and, and Schlitz shotgun <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. and <laughs> shotgun shells I mean they they were gonna they Hope were gonna for
0: a good time now
1: <laughs> they were so so we get down there it takes us oh God knows I think it took us about four hours to get in the middle of literally the middle of nowhere. And they, they they talk to the landowner. Uh, we set up a little camp, and you know we look around. Uh, I'm I'm like, okay, what's going on? There there's trees. Okay, there's grass. Okay, yeah, there's a wild turkey. Okay, uh, things got interesting at night uh, because we had tents. Uh, uh, two, two of the guys. No, I can't remember. No, 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 no. Because there was there was there was me. And three other guys, so me and one of the other guys, I think it was David, uh, we stayed up because I, I, I wasn't tired, uh, and I, I was drinking. So uh, we're drinking. The other guys are in their tents. Honest to God, about 3 o'clock in the morning, we hear this noise, and the closest thing I can equate it to is a lion, but the timber is much deeper much, much deeper. I, I've never heard a gorilla in real life yell. So I, I, I have no I have no conception. So the only thing I can say is it sounds like a lion, but really deep. You've obviously it's never a,
0: hung out with Lobo in real life. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. That's true. Really deep. I felt it I, like going to a concert. I felt it more than I heard it. I felt it in my chest. It just rattled my chest, and I actually have that on tape. If you guys ever wanted it, uh, it I, I it, felt
2: it in my chest. And if the guys are out drinking Schlitz, they they've been out there before, so it yeah. sure wasn't a bobcat. It wasn't anything like that. That was well. well here's the just deal. Pissed.
1: This is why I know. This is why I know that there was there was, well, this is how I know there were no shenanigans on our, our end, because it made it the noise again. It woke the guys up from the tent. They're up, right? It's we're, we're around a campfire. These guys got guns. And I go, anybody want to go and take a look on what that was? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nobody, nobody wants to leave the fire. <laughs> these guys got, these guys got guns and nobody wants to leave. I'm like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Beer's here. I'm staying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they, they, you know, it was like it was like uh, what the hell is that show? Like mountain mountain monsters before before the actual show began because they were they were all packing and I thought, well, I, what do I have to be afraid of? These, these guys got you know they got some serious firepower. Let's go take a look around. Oh no, no, we ain't going. No, that's dangerous. We we're gonna stay right here by this fire, and none of us slept that night. <laughs> we stayed up till morning. And a bunch, of, a bunch of grass manhunters. The next day, we all packed up and left. <laughs> and just because you got a gun doesn't mean you're indestructible, you know. I, I, I know, but I would figure, I would figure, let's go look around, you know. No, we not got at lights? night. No,
0: let's, no, let's no, that's around. a very bad idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I didn't know. I was going to go after the ghost lights. I'm like, let's, you know, see what we can see. Uh, or let's at least stay I mean I thought we were going to at least stay for 2 or 3 days nope that was it packed up whoosh, the end
2: uh, all right so I'm going to ask this from your perspective cuz I mean yeah. obviously you've not spent a lot of time out in the countryside <laughs> um but yeah. looking at guys like this that are like yes we're the so and so expert hunting group we're going to go looking for insert your favorite cryptid here <laughs> yeah. hi we're here on night number 1 we've been in the jack daniels we're only a third of our way through our beer and what the hell was that I just heard nope we're out of here mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> that that's that's perfect that's that you, you you nailed it right on the head you nailed it but th- they were they. I mean you know I I had assumed it was like well you guys are familiar with the terrain you guys you guys uh, buck hunt you guys go do that stuff uh, evidently they're not all created equal let's just say that because that that was the end. Actually, that was the end of the the uh, the Grassman group because uh, I was like, no, I'm I'm not beating these guys at a bar to drink again. I, this is, this is ridiculous. That and was it.
0: You say you actually have the audio of this? You actually had it on oh, tape? I, I gave it to Tim.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it. Yeah, it's 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 a tape transferred over to a computer, and transferred over to another computer. So it probably sounds like horse Crap, but I do have it. Yeah. I, well, for I the record it. you already did say fuck
0: it, on the air once, so shit shouldn't be that bad. Go right ahead.
1: You're good. You're good. All okay. is well
0: here. Go right ahead, yeah. sir.
1: Okay. But I I I really I really think I really think there was something out there. I, I had never heard anything like that before. I, I I've listened to I've listened to stuff on, you know, on YouTube. You can hear anything. And it it really didn't sound like anything i'm familiar with or anything i'd heard before it it sounded like the, the like a, a like a really deep lion you know cuz i've heard a lion at the zoo i mean at least i've heard that you know and and it it was just the the resonance i can't remember what they call that but the resonance that was the thing that was most have startling have you heard like mountain like, lions like, before or it. anything
0: like that at night
1: I have hmm. not no I have
2: not I, I, are there any mountain lines in you know no, southern Ohio just, no but there's still you got a fair number of things like bobcats exactly, and whatnot yeah. in that area and usually they're pretty high-pitched but they especially the bigger ones can get this little low rumble to them um, that will get your attention and I, I mean even a couple it got weeks ago, my attention I there's it, no question about that and, and and granted I live in the city but I've spent plenty of time out in the middle of the country in the middle of nowhere um, and, and Ro knows this, we've got a place up in the mountains that we're surrounded by Christmas tree farms in the middle of nowhere yet. I can have fiber optic cable. Um, I can't get that in Charlotte, but we can have it in the middle of nowhere. And a couple of weeks ago, I was at a convention somewhere and the wife calls me, and goes, there's some weird sound coming from behind the house. And I'm like, okay, what's it sound like? And she starts trying to describe it and whatnot. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a buck because they can have this really low huffing sound. So if you've got guys that are actually experienced hunters, not just experienced field drinkers, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, if you've got guys that go and say, no, I have no idea what the hell that is. No, I am not leaving the, the little area of the fire. That may have been the smartest thing they did because I've got plenty of friends that would have gone and said, all right, let's go throw on the lights and go see what the hell we just heard. I know. Um, I, I'd be. I'd be. I'd be happy to hang with your friends because that's. Bring what bring the cooler. I thought was
1: going to happen. Yeah. 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 I, I tell you what, if if it, that was the the best known way to sober those dudes up, I had ever seen in my life, because suddenly nobody was drunk anymore. <laughs> I was like, bam! It's like boom! Instant sobriety.
2: Well, like, and I mean. Okay. I- I've been there because uh, I've been in a tent. I had uh, that we were not out hunting anything other than the fact we were out in the middle of nowhere and to hear strange sounds that you're used to hearing and odd huffs and everything else that will wake you up and sober you up like nothing faster. Um, and the one time that really happened to us, the next thing we did, we it was like, is anybody going out there? Nope. I'm like, well, because I'm not the smart one. Um, I can't resist. So I stuck my head out the tent and I am nose to nose with a deer. <laughs> <laughs> cuz I'm like if I'm going to be a burrito to a bear cuz we were dead on in bear country. Oh. Um yeah, you know, if I'm going to be burrito for a bear, I'm at least going to know what's going to be eating me. Um but yeah, I mean, could have been a bear, could have been, I mean, especially in that area of the country. Um th- there's plenty of things that lead you. Oh, I I yeah. I've got no. I've got not, no doubt. Not yeah. real likely, but there's plenty of things that'll eat you. And,
1: and that's that really is the, a different world. I mean, that's just such a different world than than I was used to at the time. Uh, I eventually, I, I moved. Into, like I said, a little town in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, and I got more familiar with the country and stuff. But yeah, at the time, no, I I had no clue what was going on. Or you know, looking back, for all I know, these guys had just bought their uh, bought their guns at uh, what the the Bass Shop, what Bass Pro, the day before, and they said, all hey, right, let's go hunting. So I I got no clue. I really have no clue. All I know is it was it was an interesting night. It Could really you, was. Uh, give me and a copy I have an MP3. Fun, I, yeah. Sure, I can give it to All you. Right. That's
0: no problem. Maybe I'll run it during this or something. And just a, um,
1: okay. I can also give you a cool picture I have uh, of uh, of I don't know what she is, but she's something. So I can give you that too. Wait just a minute. With, I, w-
0: w- you you have a picture of I don't know what she is, but she's something. What?
1: Well, I mean, later on, I I, I started. Uh, I formed uh, like a ghost hunting team. Uh, we we captured something. We captured something actually here in Chicago in, in the basement of a bank, and by all accounts, it's it's a pretty young woman or girl. The only problem is she has no eyes. Uh, and we caught it on IR.
0: So wait, did you get a full body apparition? Did you get? It was a, you face. Just got a It was, was, it a, a, her it was her a face. Okay, face. I'll just shut up and let you tell the story then. Go ahead. I'm
1: sorry. No, no, no. no. It, it, there's not really much to it. It's. It was an old bank. Uh, we went in the basement. Uh, we looked around. I didn't hear anything, didn't experience anything, just took some random shots. I wasn't the one who did it. It was a, a partner of mine. And uh, later on, we we looked at it, and it's like, oh, my God, because her face is sort of like right there. Her it, it's, it's, it's pretty – Creepy, and it's even more interesting if you turn the if you if you look at it in the dark, it more details come out because it's almost like uh, I can't remember what that's called with the camera. Uh, uh, it Used to be that way, you know. You'd get the negative. It used to. It's almost like a negative, you know. But she she seems happy, you know. I'm, you know, the only thing wrong with her is she doesn't have any eyes. They
0: always there's this thing like when people see. Spirits or something like that. There's always the story of like it, w- it looked just like a normal person, but it didn't have feet, or it didn't have hands, <laughs> or you know that there it's you know it was just completely full, but it was missing this or it was missing that. So you know it's it sounds like you're talking about the the uh, the inst- the uh, Facebook Messenger thing where you can put the filter on your face, you know, one of those kind of deals. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it's
1: it's not that. Oh, yeah, oh, I, I believe me, yeah, it's yeah. not that. I I will send. So. I will send it to you, uh, but uh, I know it's it's like a trope, but uh, i've I've had those sort of tropes before because i I had a monster in a closet. i I actually filmed a monster what? in the closet. Uh, I was yeah, I was in Ohio uh we got we got uh, uh basically called. I put up a little website and somebody called and said my my daughter is afraid to be in her room. Uh, she says there's a monster in the closet. and we had. You know, all the equipment going at the time. We've got the infrared, we've got the the K two, we, we've got everything. You know, a la uh, ghost hunters, and we look around, and you know, nothing really. But we put a camera in in the 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 girl's room, and it was facing the closet. It was facing her closet, and and I. Part of me wanted to go into the closet and just sit and talk, but I'm like, oh my god, that's so corny. The monster in a goddamn closet. That's just silly. Well, it, maybe it wasn't so silly because what happens is at the tail end of the film, you see uh, I, I, Jennifer. She comes in to get the camera uh, because we're, we're we're you know we're about to leave, and. Before she does that, you see a face in the damn closet looking out of the crack. And then she comes in, the face disappears, she picks up the camera and turns it off. So there was a damn monster in that girl's closet. And I, I feel bad that I didn't go in there and then I kind of poo-pooed
2: it because it's like, whoa, shit, the girl was right, you know? All right, so I got a question for you then. Yeah. Um, And I'm an old tech guy. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, you talk about you bring in all the gear, you bring in all the toys, you bring in all the latest gadgetry. Mm-hmm. How much of it ever actually did you a shit bit of good?
1: Uh, you know, honestly i i don't really I don't really find that silly K two very interesting because I, I i it goes off I think almost all the time. The the most fun, and I'll be honest with you, the most fun I have is with the cameras because I'm used to looking at evidence, footage and stuff and going through paperwork. So for me, sitting and looking at a screen for hours on end, that's what I do to relax. So that's no big deal. So I can go through evidence, no problem. Uh, What I really liked was the silly REM pod because I, I think they worked. I mean, we had a situation where we set it up. We put it there. Uh, the guy said it, we were in sort of a, a, a jail sheriff combination home. Uh, and you still you still get these things like in rural Ohio and stuff. They don't tear them down. They just sort of abandoned them or they just go down families. And uh, the family said, hey, you know, it's haunted, but not in a bad way. Uh, it was their grandfather. And – you know it was interesting because i I went into the house, and aside from being half a jail, it was really kind of a nice place. I wouldn't mind to be there. It had sort of a feeling of being someone's grandparents' house, you know, that sort of, oh, this is nice, just that feeling. But we set up the rem pod on the stairs. And we were downstairs, and damn if the de- <laughs> it it went off and it kept going off. And it kept going off, and we finally kind of got bored and moved it around, and it would go off upstairs, and just to make sure, like, just to make sure it wasn't broke, we'd put it downstairs, nothing would happen. We'd put it outside, nothing would happen. It was just sort of in the area where the their grandparents lived that it would go off, you know? So, uh, yeah, that was the most fun I had with those, those two things, yeah. Everything else... Uh, you know, I, I never got to play with the, what do they call it? That Xbox camera. Oh, yeah. You see dance and yeah, stick figure. I've got one of those. Guys. Yeah, uh, that's... Do you, how, does,
0: see, I'd ask well, you. I've just got kind of hooked how, up to the Xbox, but I've seen a lot of people do a lot of crazy oh, okay. stuff with those, they've actually taken, took them and hacked yeah. them and done some pretty nifty stuff with them. And, uh, you know, I've, 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 I've seen the videos like everybody else on Facebook has, but... Um, again like video evidence for me means nothing unless i'm there i capture it and i see it myself and even if i do i'm not going to present it to anybody because my attitude is i'm not going to believe it unless i see it myself because everything can be manipulated gotcha. hacked you know there's so much oh absolutely. yeah there's there's so yeah. much technology out there now to mm. do this stuff that you just can't trust anything anymore which is where a lot of the, the paranormal people get really frustrated and angry with me because I'm like, there's at this point, nothing can be believed. Evidence is very, very hard of any kind to be believed anymore. anymore.
1: Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I actually am on the sort of, I mean, I, it's a weird kind of thing, but I'm sort of on the forefront of that because in court, you know, they use a lot of stuff other than witness testimony because witness testimony is arguably not very, solid but the stuff they would bring in like tape or other things or you know phone calls fabricate the shit of all that stuff so you know i i had one uh where it's like the the guy argued hey you know what you can get a picture of me next to bigfoot and elvis you know that that means nothing anymore and he's right he's absolutely right i mean
2: there's no argument for me i mean absolutely right so as an as an as an attorney you're mm-hmm. very, you're based in fact. You well, like that? Ha- well, all right. Let's. Most see. mostly, I'm based in uh, horse trading. But yeah, we'll call it fact. Okay. We we the story I can spin is fact. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's absolutely right. So it, you know, in playing with that, how do you balance that idea of of the story that goes along and the narrative that goes along with whatever the legal deal is? Because I don't know what your specialty is, but I mean, when you're in that space,
1: I've how do you comp- done a little bit of everything. So I can tell you, I've I've been on both sides of the criminal stuff. When I was when I was younger doing it, I I took anything that came in. Then I worked for the state, and now I work for the the city. So I've I've done everything honestly. So I I can, so, I hear you. So you're used to bullshit. Oh, absolutely! Oh, a ton of it. Oh, a ton of it.
2: So, with that, how do you use those skills as you're going out and talking to people and evaluating people's stories and people's narratives? Because I mean, at the end of the day, I don't give, I don't care what evidence you put up. And this is going to be the thing that pisses a bunch of people off. I don't care what evidence you put up because I can probably fake fake it or have somebody fake it. Oh yeah, pretty pretty heav- heavily. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So with that from your perspective as an attorney and used to people's bullshit and the entire idea that really everything in this space is about what's the value of the story. As my dog is coughing up a hairball in the background (laughs) Um, is you look at all that sort of stuff as an attorney, how do you balance the two things and how do you, do you automatically look and assume that whatever story people are feeding you is bullshit?
1: Uh well I hate to say it but I I really have become a cynic so it's hard it's hard to get past it's hard to get past the the bullshit detector going off I mean I had guys telling me you know they'd get busted for cracking their pants it's like these aren't my pants <laughs> I, I, these are somebody else's pants <laughs> and I'd be like yeah man happens to me all the time I wake up I put on somebody There's else's pants him. Fucking, fucking, walk out the door. Oh, how'd that get
2: there? Whoa. The Schlitz is mine, man, but not the yeah,
1: crap. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I know what you're saying, and you know, in a strange kind of, in a strange kind of way, it makes me feel. I, I don't know what happens, but I, I think I'm in good company because you sort of start pulling yourself into this weird sort of, for lack of a better word, sort of this chaos magic kind of thing, and thinking, you know what? It's all just narrative. There is no reality anymore. It's all just sort of this people's stories floating around, you know? Uh, Time is I, an illusion, man. Time's ho- not real. It, yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's weird to say, you know? I, I, I'm I not even going to say that's bullshit because I could sit by a computer and think, well, I've only been here for five minutes and three hours have passed. So uh, who am I to say, you know? But I, I, I think. I think my my sort of veracity detector is pretty hard because I did a lot of you know, I, I, it's not like TV. When you're a prosecutor, it's not like TV. You don't go out there and you know you're not you're not investigating crimes and shit. But I was a guardian for a long time, and I'm really proud of that. And I think I got a good sense of people telling, what's right or wrong, at least in their own minds, you know what I'm saying? So it, I do have a pretty good sense of that stuff. I can, I can, I think my gut more than anything can go, you know, this, this doesn't feel right. Or, you know, I'm inclined to believe, I'm inclined to believe, you know, but I, and I I, maybe that just comes with wisdom because like I said, I I feel bad about the little girl who, who said there was a monster in her closet and I'm like, well, yeah, that's bullshit. it a got a monster in her closet, you know? So I, I don't know. I think it comes with age and maybe cynicism. I, I hope that answers the question.
0: So going off of what Jim said, like, obviously you've interviewed people that have, you know, you're going into houses and stuff. Do you still do ghost hunting by chance?
1: I, I, you know, uh, lately I've been more of a hermit, Mm -hmm. but I got contacted by uh, a a group uh, near me, so I may start up again. I I, I, I don't, you know, I'd like to do podcasts. I'd like to write a book. I'd like to do a movie, but I think I'm just chronically lazy.
0: (laughs) Well, time is a factor as well.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, or burnt out. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know, but I, I think, I think I will start again because I haven't in in quite some time. So yeah, the new tech, the new tech is has passed me by. But I, I do want to get my hands on one of those fleers. I, I think those do are. Do not way get great. a
0: Frank's box. <laughs> do oh,
1: no, not no, get no, a Frank's no, box. You know, I, I, you know, you know, fleer is fun. Yeah, i i think they are I think that'd be a lot of fun I was never a big fan of those uh radio shack hacks one they always gave me a goddamn headache and and two all all I would seem to get out of them was gibberish uh, i i remember having somebody just turn it on and i'm like look dude you're, you're killing me turn turn that thing off just just turn it off no no but it plays the stuff backwards that's that's great just just turn it off I no no I just I think it's garbage. I I think those things are garbage. So,
0: going back to oh, what I was saying earlier, how do you interview a lot of people before you go into these places? Have you done a lot of investigations? Um, I, I do. I
1: actually like doing that stuff. I, I like the I like the the to know people's backgrounds and the history of places. I, I enjoy that. So, anytime we would go somewhere, I would I would get sort of the skinny on stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. Being that you're an attorney, again, going off what James asked, how does mm-hmm. your bullshit meter ping in when you're interviewing people?
1: You, you know, honestly, as far as the as far as the ghost stuff now, you know, whatever they are, I'll just call them ghosts. As far as the ghost stuff now, I'm I'm more inclined to believe them, just given my own experience. You know, I mean, I, I've I've met some real fruitcakes, and I'm like, what a giant. You know, a giant fly followed you home. What? And uh, I'm like, oh, no. So I- if
0: somebody comes up and says, yeah, I saw a Mothman or something like that, you know, you're pretty inclined to be like, all right, you know, like, give me some details
1: behind this. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Give me some details. Uh, there was, uh, you know, it's funny you bring that up because there was that flap about uh, the Mothman here in Chicago. And I talked to a few of the people and they they didn't. They didn't see the man regardless of who wrote a book about what they one guy saw something and he really described it to me at least as more like a vehicle and everything else in my everything else was just garbage it's just garbage so i i you talk about my bullshit detector going off that was that was that was ringing when that stuff was happening you know, and people were saying, oh, we found, there's a, there's a new sighting today. I'm like, no, 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 there's not, no. Yeah, because
0: for a while, that was the big thing around there. Like, Moth, the Mothman was moving to Chicago, and Mothman sightings were everywhere, and cops were seeing Mothman, and, and you know, people were like, I'm on location where a Mothman was just reported an hour ago, and, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right, yeah.
2: And then the rents went he, up, and
1: he was signing autographs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and he just vanished, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they've they've caught they've caught lunatics on 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 the top of Seven Elevens wearing capes and stuff. But uh, that wasn't the Mothman. OK, that was that. PM, no, sorry. <laughs>
0: that,
1: was town. that was Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, um, we're running up on the end of the hour here. Is there anything else that sticks out to you that you want to throw in here? or Anything like that? Any major stories that come to your uh- head?
1: Yeah, because I, I, I mentioned it, and I don't want to leave people without but without hearing it. Um, my the, the sort of saddest, uh, sort of not, not the, the brightest moment in my history. It was in uh, Columbus. Uh, we had moved into a little place in Bexley, which is sort of like the older part of Columbus. Uh, I parked my car. We had come from the store. My wife was behind me. The garage is separate from the house, so you have to walk through— the 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 backyard to get to the door, so I'm walking through the back door. My, my wife is behind me, and I look, and I see the goddamn hat man walking down the alley. He's walking down the alley. He is he is six feet tall and he's got a goddamn hat. And here's the thing, I shut the door on my wife. <laughs> oh, I, I just. <laughs> Something what an asshole. There, I, <laughs> there's something that, honest to God, I think it really, when they talk about how it radiates fear, I would never do that. If it was a bear, if it was a mugger, I mean, I no, I'm, I'm not oh, that guy. but if guy. it's a
0: supernatural entity that could take your wife's soul into the damnation <laughs> yeah, levels of hell, yeah, I, pff, I, sorry, honey, you're on your own. Are you still married? That, are, you, are you married anymore? Uh,
1: not, not, no, no, I'm not. not oh, I wonder no, why. Okay. Another, yeah, another one bit the dust. That was the second wife. Uh, but here, here's the deal. I never told her why. She's like, Why did you <laughs> shut the door? Why did you shut the door? Oh, I, I, just slipped and I closed it. I'm, I'm sorry. Cause hold on, hold I, on I I a second. Hold on, hold quickly. on.
0: Okay, Mr. Nuddles, are are you still married? Can I ask you that? You're, you're...
2: Uh, yes, yes, I am. Okay.
0: Um, have you ever closed the the door on your wife when a a hat man or shadow entity was out in the yard or anything like that? Or no?
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to the shadow entity.
0: Okay. <laughs> this is why you're still married, sir. <laughs>
2: Take yeah. note, Jim. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, yes but you talked to the wife. Um so I gotta ask a question cause I will tell you the whole shadow figure thing is one of those things that fascinates me. I've used him as a character in stories before and everything else. What was it you really got out of seeing it? How close was it? What did you actually see? What does it, it really look I,
1: like? it was it was it was uh, it was tall. It did not look at me. it was it was it was, it was like minding its own goddamn business to tell you the truth it was just walking down the alley it was it it, the damn thing is about six feet tall and it has a hat it's not a stetson it's sort of like a, uh you know dude it's it's like a hat from that guy you were talking about in poltergeist it really is it's sort of like that flat sort of brimmed like a bowler hat not a bowler because it's flat on top it's flat uh, uh, you know, a top hat, but sure. You're talking like
0: an Amish hat, like an Amish round. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That, that's perfect. That 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 would be perfect. And it it just walked. It walked. I I I I sort of caught a glimpse of it because it was it just came from behind my garage, and I looked at it, and I I don't know what came over me, man. I was I was I was terrified. I, I was so terrified. I slammed the door on my wife's face. So I was terrified, and 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 I, I hey I recovered okay at least I can say I recovered, so so I opened the door. Are you looking again. to remarry,
0: Jim? No, because um, uh-uh, I'm okay.
1: done. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just me and my 20 cats now. Okay. Okay. I'm done. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, but I, I opened the door and I, I, it I, it was still walking down the alley, and I got her in and the groceries and that was it. That was it. That <laughs> you okay. not go out. Look. Did
0: your wife see it?
1: No, she didn't even turn her back. No. And I didn't point it out either.
2: No. (laughs) No. And she did not sense the evil, therefore.
1: No, she didn't. No harm, no foul. Nobody went to hell. Nobody vanished. That's how I lived. No harm, no foul. She didn't know. I didn't tell her.
0: How did you explain to you just suddenly slamming the door I in your know, wife's face to I your totally wife? Because obviously you didn't tell her that you just saw a spectral entity from hell walking down the alley. Yeah, I'm
1: an attorney. I, I I can bullshit with the best of my I slipped. You know, I I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I had a, a small seizure. I Whatever I told her. I can't remember. She's like, oh, okay. And just, you know, walked into the house with the groceries. And that was it. You know, but I I saw the hat man. I saw I. Don't think he saw me, and I'm real happy about that. Real happy. I don't know what I would have done if that thing turned around and started walking. I don't know if I would have opened the damn door.
0: You would have been in the house. It wouldn't have been a problem. Your yeah. wife would have been the one yeah. that had yeah. to deal with it. Jesus. I know.
1: Oh, I know. So like, what that Which one
2: of your neighbors was he after?
1: <laughs> ah, I don't know. But it was not one of my greatest moments, all right? Like I said, that goes in the, the other the other book. That check goes in the other book. So there you go. We, I suppose we can end it on that. <laughs> Are you writing a book on this stuff? You know, like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, just lazy. I just, I just, what would I don't, what, you know, would anything come of it? It would just be another theory out there, along with everybody else's theories. I don't know.
2: I, I don't know. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. So I'm gonna go back to my uh, question from earlier. Sure. Do you think you see these things because you see these things, and you pay attention to them. I, I think – honestly, I, I
1: think I'm more aware of things than other people, if I can say it that way. Yeah, I, I, I really do because, like, I, I am that guy who's like, oh, that what was that weird squeak? I'm going to go take a look. Or, I'm the guy in the damn horror movies that they say, oh, don't go down the basement. Don't go down the basement. Well, I'll go down the basement. You know, that, that that's usually me. Unless I see a hat, man,
2: and then I'm uh, and then I'm out. I'll but, go to the basement, but somebody give road. me a drink first, because I am not going without beer in hand. <laughs> Schlitz. I am hey, not drinking Schlitz.
1: Schlitz will get
2: <laughs> effed up. I, that, that's one thing for sure. That
1: will get you just blasted. Oh, Schlitz is horrible. Hey, no, I do not even no know, no know that stuff is
0: still that. around anymore. Is it? That's only like a Midwest beer, yeah, too.
1: Yeah, there's no question about that. Yeah, Schlitz malt liquor, man. Woohoo. I have a Schlitz oh, story, God. but that's for
2: later time.
0: You have a I Schlitz have... story? No, come on, you can tell the Schlitz story now. I mean, come on, I can't tap the top the hat man being slammed in the door with a wife.
2: No, I mean it's it, it's almost that bad. A buddy of mine and I were sitting in the bar, and this is like we're both flat broke college years, and he looks over and goes, "I got five bucks. What will that get me?" And the guy pulls out the a, a flat like a twenty four pack of Schlitz yeah. that's warm and dusty and puts it up there. And he slaps the five bucks over, and I'm like, dude, I am not that desperate. <laughs> did you drink it? I did not. He, however, did. Oh. There you go. There you go. I still have my Guinness.
0: Oh, man. Schlitz is rough. Schlitz is a beer a champ. Schlitz Vera. revisits you the next day. So, all right, Jim. Um, We're going to let you go, but uh, do you have anything you'd like to promote, push, or put out there, or any any way anybody can find you or anything like that? Do you have anything in the works? Um, Do you plan on getting married again and throwing your (laughs) wife to another spiritual (laughs) abyss? Uh,
1: I'm not planning on marriage again. Maybe more cats. I do have a website. uh, It's uh, jimpire.com. I am on uh, YouTube. And occasionally I rant about uh, creepy things, and that's about it. Maybe someday I like to use my drone with Soraya. You never know. You know, I, maybe I'll write a book. I, I don't know. You know what? Maybe I'll even get a podcast again if my co-host wouldn't disappear. Yeah, I. What you know? You can find me. You, 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 if you want to talk to me, you can find me. I'm almost everywhere.
0: Well, sir, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. You have some very funny it's and interesting, interesting dynamic stories. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like I'm, yeah jim it's been a blast <laughs> thanks nice, guys it really has been a pleasure it's been an honor man 501 uh, uh it really is it's an honor
0: that's uh, 301 we haven't oh, hit yeah, 500 right. yet um, i don't know every time we hit a hundred number it's like are we going to make it to the next to the next hundred number you know it's, we're, we're always at that point or what have you um but yeah, we're chugging along, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing, you know, as I was saying on the last episode, I'm actually taking my time now and doing less and less episodes, but trying to find more and more quality stuff at this point. But yeah, we've been going for a while, yeah, man. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks. All right, Jim, you, you take care, uh, James, you got anything else you want to ask him or. Uh...
2: Oh yeah. There's trouble. It could be caused, but I mean, like, we'd be here all night.
0: <laughs> oh, go right ahead. If you want to throw something <laughs> well, else out there, go right ahead. I mean, like
2: I say, I, uh, and I love storytelling. I mean, uh, you know, that's kind of my my decompression being a writer and storyteller and playing with horror and everything else. And there's, there's nothing better than sitting around with a bunch of science fiction, fantasy, horror writers, and all the weird shit we come up with. Oh, it's awesome. And so, you know, as we, as we do that sort of thing, eh, sorry, somebody. No, as... go right ahead. You can have no, the hounds are me. coming in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, from that storytelling standpoint, What's really the main thing that drives you to go looking at this weird shit? Is it the stories? Is it the experience? Is it messing with the people?
1: Uh, you know, like, like I said before, before, before I get into that, I want to say I think, I think lawyers are all sort of repressed storytellers. that, that want to be authors and, and actors and shit because we're, we, we lay a fine sheet of bullshit when we can. Uh, but honestly, what I want to do is I, I want to be able to tell people that they're not crazy. Well, you know, I, I want to be able to say, yeah, I see it too. Like, like I said before, that gives me, that gives me comfort, you know, because when I was a kid, if my grandparents would have said, oh yeah, we hear it too, I would have felt a lot better in that damn house. So yeah, that's, I'm, and then that, that's really the, all you can do. Anybody that says, oh yeah, we can get rid of it or we can do this, we can do that. I think it's all bullshit. I don't even know if they're, I mean, I don't even know if they're ghosts. I don't know what they are. And I, I would lie if I would lie if I said I, I did. So whatever their experiences are, if you can experience it with them and say you're not alone, that that is what I, that's what I, I live for.
0: Hmm. All right, Mr. James' we're, no, Jim James Okay see, I'm getting you guys already confused now. Jim James, jam Jar, GJ, Jar Jar Binks. Uh, no we're going to let you go. All right. Take care guys. Take care, man. Thanks all right real quick side note i did not use the audio file that jim sent me in this episode because it is so it's been transferred off of a cassette onto a computer and then apparently transferred to another computer and it's so distorted and so background noisy and messed up that you really really can't hear anything in you so you really really listen and if i put it in here it's going to compress it even more and you just can't hear anything at all so it's kind of Sorry, Jim. It's, it's useless. I couldn't use it, man. Anyways, back to the show. All right, so that was Jim Pyre with a variety, cornucopia of bizarre stories. Um... You know, I I don't know if I would slam the door on my wife in regards to a hat man, if that's probably the best marital situation to, to be in. I'm not gonna in.
2: do that to the hat man. I'm just not gonna to throw on <laughs> the <hat man. laughs> I was waiting for something like that.
0: <laughs> he's got he's got a lot a really weird wide range of stories that don't fit the norm. Like you don't hear about old men lifting up cars to put them in a better parking spaces. I mean, granted, well, old people can't park real well, but most of them don't go outside and lift their car up and move it.
2: So right when, I was, when I was in a better shape, two or three of us could do that.
0: You know, that yeah. reminds me of a story. I'll, I'll get to it in a second. But, um, <laughs> well, the fairy lights one, you know, people, people have seen those and stuff before. Um, the ghost in the closet's an interesting thing. The floating face, um, he's hopefully at this point, I've already added into the show, he's supposed to be sending me the audio file. So I'll probably edit it into the show in some way, shape or form. I haven't heard it yet. So when I, when I hear it, I'll imagine I'll be able to go, Oh yeah, that's this or that's that, or what the hell is that? But as you said, it's a recording off of, off of a tape into a computer now into another computer. Does that mean he put a microphone up to a speaker and recorded it from one computer to the other computer? I don't know if that's the case. It's going to sound like somebody placed can you know, order it at McDonald's trying to get a cheeseburger at this point. Hopefully we'll have heard it and we'll know, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this from a, from a story standpoint and you know, we talked a lot about what is it you think is happening to you? And, and because I mean a lot of it was personal stories, but that drove his interest in doing other kinds of investigations. So Mm -hmm. when you're talking to somebody like that, the question is, why are you doing this? And I think he still doesn't entirely know why he's doing it other than, huh? Well, weird shit keeps happening. I'm going to go chase the weird shit. Yeah. Um, but talking to him about the difference between his own experiences and then chasing other people's experiences, I think was really interesting.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, you brought up a good point with that is and I, I never even thought to go that route, which is why I was messaging you off the side. I'm like, damn, that's a really good question, because when you're an attorney, part of your job is to have a good bullshit filter. And not only to have a good bullshit filter is to be able to be able to manipulate your own bullshit to do what you got to do to win a court case. So if you're an attorney, you're familiar with bullshit and you know what bullshit is. So when you brought that up, I mean, that was that was pretty spot on. You know, I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Like where this guy knows how to recognize this kind of crap. He deals with this kind of shit. So what does he think? So good on you, sir. That was very good. Uh, I know there's, Thank a, you. Thank there's a reason I keep not it. Bonus right. points. Bonus <laughs> points for sure. Um, I just feel bad because I'm like, I need to shut up so you can ask more questions and stuff. But uh <laughs> You know, and it was it was a weird way to take that kind of stuff. I'd be curious if he gets back into ghost hunting. You know where where it's going to take him, and again, how does that bullshit filter come into play with that kind of stuff? Because it's like I said, even, even if I did spot something, like the things that I've seen, if I see stuff now, you know, and I have seen things since I've since I've seen a lot of the junk, but nothing major. But I'm not going to tell anybody anymore because I'm not going to convince anybody. You know, I'm not, and I'm really not at this point. I'm not. Like if I go ghost hunting or if I do whatever monster hunting or whatever, if I see something, I'm not going out to try to prove to the world that these things exist because there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to prove that these things exist. I'm actually I'd be doing it for my own personal knowledge or what have you, you know.
2: So, well, I mean, again, I look at all of this sort of stuff from from two aspects. Number one is folklore, because no matter what you do, a, a person's personal experience even if two people are standing side by side and talk about something they see together, it's still folklore and it's still personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you interpret that is based on your brain chemistry, your own personal collection of experiences. And kind of like the story you got into, which was I've seen plenty of weird shit, I'm going to go chase this versus the doctor behind him who's melting down. Um, you know, when you have personal experience of any kind, it doesn't have to be weird shit. It just has to be of any kind. When you have a new personal experience that doesn't fit in your wheelhouse, you have to integrate it in or discard it. Yes. And I think what we're seeing is he's had a lot of shit that he integrated into his wheelhouse. And that was why I kept going back to the question. Is it because you've integrated this as a part of your life that it that you attract more of it? Is it because you now don't filter it out? It's there all the time. Yeah, what is it you think is going on there? And the other part of it is beyond just being folklore and the stories and the experience, is collectively and culturally, we have stories and experience for a reason. And you have a multitude of people that share stories and experience for a reason. And like he talked about with the Mothman stuff. He's like, yeah, I went and talked to some people and they were full of shit. So the question is, what is it that they wanted or expected to get out of being part of the shared experience to cast their story and throw throw their name in? You know, because we hear a lot of the things about, well, they had no, you know, there was nothing to gain out of them telling their story. Sure, there is. Somebody listened to them for three minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that's one of those things that if, if you're looking and listening, and doesn't matter what level of technological evidence you provide. To an extent, it's still going to boil down to being folklore. And those people that want to believe a story and and buy into the story is largely going to be based on their own personal experiences and how they can integrate and relate to it.
0: So I wonder what happened to the doctor who was also seeing the lights at the same time who was losing his shit. How did that guy walk away from it? Because here you have something that's completely outside of the pale and outside of the norm for him. So how does he, how does he justify it or a person like that justified into their into their reality filter, for the most part, or is it going to come down to okay? I think it was probably just swamp gas, or you know, how does that person explain it away later? Do they do they have the moment where they go, that was something paranormal, or do they go, yeah, that was just that was just this, and it's that because it has to be that because I can't accept anything else.
2: And that's almost more interesting to me because if you don't go chasing it and don't get burned by the light, um, then. What's more interesting to me is how does the person who freaked out over this integrate that, or do they then cast it off going, well, that was weird, but I mean, as I think back, that was Fireflies, or as I think back, that was Swamp Gas, or as I think back, that was whatever else that just freaked me out. Yeah. But because the tour guide didn't react to it, he was like, oh, yeah, that's there all the time, um, let's well, therefore, a look at this.
0: Yeah, it probably was just Fireflies or something because the tour guide wasn't reacting mm-hmm. to it, so therefore it couldn't have been anything that strange. So I'm right. Nothing paranormal is happening here. I just had a weird moment. Let's move on. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, it's like when experience happens, and I've said this many times, there's a moment of disconnect. That's the, that's this weird part about having a true paranormal, strange experience that cannot be explained. There's a moment of disconnect when something legitimately weird is happening that doesn't make any sense to you. That brief, however long moment of disconnect, that's a weird limbo place to be. To where nothing computes, it just doesn't work. This is not fitting into any kind of paradigm that I'm trying to force it into. You know, that's the moment of, like, where do you go from here and what happens afterwards? And it's it's in some ways it's kind of a life-changing moment because if you go into it, like, we've had skeptics on the show and I've, you know, and I've asked them on the air and off the air. You know, they'll say at one time, "Yeah, that was the best you'll get out of it." Yeah, that was a really extreme experience. I can't explain it, and that's as far as I'm going to go with it because I can't go any further with that because my belief paradigm does not allow me to. Whereas the other side of the spectrum is, "Oh yeah, I'm convinced it was X, Y, or Z." You know, along those lines.
2: So well, and I tend to put myself into probably the skeptic category, but mm-hmm. I put it into the I put it into the cat the category of the classical skeptic. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, you know, is it testable? Great. The answer is going to be no, but I'm still interested because those things still keep occurring. Those stories keep coming up. Why do those things keep coming up? Is it something in brain chemistry? Is it something in perception? Is it something that is a cultural memory? You know, why do we keep having these things? And is it because I feel the need to connect culturally? Is it, and I'm, you know, we all see plenty of strange shit. The question is whether or not you acknowledge it or not.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the category I put myself into, but I still find it curious. I'm still willing to ask a question. I'm still willing to listen to the story and, you know, crank up my own bullshit filters. So if you Uh-oh. had
0: anything happen, to you really strange that if you ever had a moment where you come down to it said this, this is real or not real, or have you, have you seen something bizarre?
2: Oh, of course. I live in the South, you know, the, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, we, we have the old story, you know, to, to quote, uh, quote a friend of mine you know down in you know down in the south we all talk to our ancestors it's just sometimes a matter they talk back Uh um you know i've pursued a lot of forms of meditation over my life i have pursued you know a lot of those sorts of practices when you spend time and, and become aware of yourself aware of your surroundings all that sort of stuff stuff that most people would disregard um you know, finds a way to manifest. And it's one of those things that I'm not willing to go and disregard and say, huh, well, that was odd, but it can't be. So therefore I'm going to go on my merry way. No, mine is more the question of, huh, well, that was odd. I wonder why. Yeah, but, I can respect that. Um, yeah, that's kind
0: of the boat. That, that's the boat that I f- tend to find myself in many times.
2: Um, you know, and so, you know, I tell the old story of, you know, one of the things was the, the house my, my grandparents were in, Um, The house was built by a couple that the wife committed suicide in the back bedroom. Um, And that was the, that was the bedroom I used to sleep in as a kid. And I mean, you know, the old story was that the light would come on in the bathroom or, you know, the, the little stuff would happen like that. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I've, I've been known to be the one, look at the ghost and go, all right, you know, give me back my damn book and leave me the hell alone or, you know, whatever else. But, but, you know, I've gone, I've done plenty of fun stuff. I've, I've, I've looked, I've played with toys, it, you know, I've looked at them, you know, the K2s, I, because I became curious, I'm a tech guy, I'm a gadget guy, I like to understand what they're doing. And I've not found something I can look at and go, huh, okay, well, that's interesting. I mean, it, video and audio becomes very interesting. But I also know where art, artifacts can come from. I know where certain things can come from the digital age I think presents to us a lot of things that we've not seen or had available to us readily in a way that haven't existed before. I mean, because you know, the next version of just iPhone cameras is going to have infrared sensing capabilities good enough to be able to use for certain degrees of, of high level medical scanning and things like this, Mm -hmm. you know, so digital cameras perceive things in bandwidths. We don't see them. Um, Yeah. So things like that become really interesting. What does it mean? Mm
0: -hmm. I'm just wondering, like, I've always wondered that because at some point or another, the technology, like the ghost hunting technology that everybody has, you have to go out and get the stuff. You have to get the flares. You have to go to this stuff. Eventually, as with all technology, it's eventually going to catch up. And pretty soon, everybody's going to have this technology to be able to walk into a house and go ghost hunting with this kind of stuff. And you know, then then what's going to happen, you know?
2: (laughs) So what happens when I dimension is, you know, the I dimension app is on your iPhone and you pull it up and all of a sudden you realize that there's eight, you know, 800 ghost portals going through your house or, you know, there's dimensional shifts shifting through. So there, the spectrum, uh, you know, you get to see, perceive somebody walking through the hallway. The only because they haven't done that yet for five years in the future or five years in the past or whatever that cause may be. If all of a sudden you're perceiving that, how do we then integrate the fact that you know, three dimensions of space and one dimension of time is what we perceive. That's what we see. And we're happy with that.
0: Unless you've got people on the other side of the paranormal world, they're like, huh, well, things are evolving. We got to do this now. You know, is it like Beetlejuice where you've got the office of the undead and the, and the, and the afterlife, you know, that's <laughs> like, OK, well, the rules are changing now. So we got to do this now or we got to do that, you know, because I mean, you remember one time when people would get ghost phone calls, you mm-hmm. know. And and now you really don't hear about that happening anymore in the age of cell phones. And maybe well, maybe it does. Maybe people do. I know. I know. As soon as I say that, I'm getting a barrage of stories from people talking about you know getting ghost cell phone calls. So yeah, I guess That's it cause does.
2: That's because telemarketers happen. are tying up the lines. Yeah, I mean, which
0: by the way, I I'm, I'm interested in talking about your car's extended warranty, but um. <laughs> It's funny. We actually got a couple of those messages on our show's voicemail right around episode 300. I thought about putting a couple of them in as a joke. But anyways, I'm like, really? You're calling a Google voicemail? you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, I, I see where you're coming from. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what is the next phase in all of this going to be with people having these experiences and documenting them? And because for a while it was like, well, if I had a camera, I would get a picture of this UFO. Now everybody's got cameras. And you can get pictures of stuff, which actually really isn't that easy. Well, if, if, if UFOs are out there, then how come nobody's getting pictures of them on their cell phone cameras? Well, supposedly they are, but the other thing, I'll be like, go outside and try to get a picture of an airplane up in the sky. Not easy. Now, go outside even, and go out and just try to get a picture of the moon on your cell phone camera and see how easy that is.
2: So is. I'll even give you a better one. Um, going up to our, our place in the mountains uh, a couple weeks ago a baby deer was standing in the middle of the road and I tried to snap grab a quick picture of it to send to the wife so she could go all cute. Well, by the time I could grab my pic camera and lift it up, uh, what I have is like this little tail yep. wafting through the grass. Yeah. Um, you know, it, when we I, I, I think it'll be interesting if when we get into the next phase of like Google glass and the contact lenses and things like that that are continuously monitoring and recording and making all the rest of us good and paranoid like we should be um the question is are we still just gonna be staring down at the phone playing Pokemon go or the new um what's it Harry Potter game yeah. But you we know, go back
0: to the original statement is an even if you do get video evidence and even if you do get something, how good is that going to be? And is so it going to worth? Exactly. So what? So we're right back at square one where we started from at the beginning of all of this. You know, why aren't people getting it? People are getting it. OK, well, you got it. Well, it's still worthless. It still doesn't mean anything. So but,
2: and this is where I go back to my original point. My fascination in this is the folklore, the storytelling what's the impact on the people that saw it, experienced it, observed it, and how many of them it's just a pure bullshit factor of somebody wanted to be included in something versus did somebody have something that they didn't understand? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call it paranormal because I don't believe in the paranormal. It's either part of the physical universe or it's not. Um, And that's one of my challenges with that term. I know we use that term to indicate stuff that is not currently acknowledged or recognized through some scientific principle. But fundamentally, it's either part of the physical universe, the operations, and the machinations of the universe, or it is from some, for lack of a better term, esoteric divine nature. And either way, so what? At the end of the day, when an experience happens, whether that is... I saw the ghost float down the hallway, I saw the UFOs sitting on top of the Bermuda Triangle spewing fountains of fire out the top of them and dancing pink elephants, or I had the birth of a child. At the end of the day, what's important is how did that reflect on the individual?
0: But how far does that even go to a certain extent? It's either it either freaked them out or it didn't freak them out. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, I understand where you're coming. Forget that, I, I, and I've said the exact same words you're saying to yourself. So, <laughs> and I know I'm
2: being a buzzkill. I know I'm absolutely no. It's cool. Being I get it. Kill. I understand
0: where you're coming from. I even me, who's somebody who has experienced, you know, a variety of things across the board. That's what people get so pissed off at me about. They're like, you've had these things happen to you. You've, you've had all of these different things happen to you, and yet you still refuse to believe. You're just in denial, and it's like. I guess I am, you know, I sure, I guess I am in denial. You know, I just, I, maybe for me, I'm afraid to walk out to that edge and step over that cliff, you know? Cause like, all right, once I jump, what's down there, you know, where do I, where does this fall end? Where does this fall land? And where does it go? So,
2: well, and that's, I think that's the one place that you and I disagree. I don't think there's an end. It's just a matter of, okay, I jumped off the cliff. The question is, do I smack into the bottom or what's the next step on that story? Um, cuz you know was that it much like going back to you know Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade I do I take that step off of a cliff out of faith and
0: do you climb do into I... the iron refrigerator that survives an atomic blast
2: <laughs> don't don't put me down that story <laughs>
0: all right james well i'm gonna let you go thank you for coming on here and sitting in for fake lobo i may have you back on here again fairly soon if you're available to do maybe another show um Just as always
2: a, i'm always happy to come and play if i'm available um and i appreciate you guys let me come play and create havoc
0: you don't create havoc that's the fun thing i mean you you create or of anything but um
2: i'll have to work harder
0: Please do. <laughs> Go ahead and throw yourself out there. Blog, books, you know, places people can find you, um, where they can buy you a Schlitz malt liquor if they would like to.
2: Um, I'll take Guinness and Scotch at any point in time. Um, so you can find, again, the fiction at uh, gem mcdonaldnet um, Right now I am working on the next Gnome Heist nove- novella, um, as well as recording the audiobook. Um, I finally do have the domain name for my own name jamespnettles.com the website will be up eventually Um, you know for the the business side of being an author and some of the fun stuff that we're doing there and storytelling books and beer and all that you can get to that through authoressentials.net for the next few months I will be at Grandfather Mountain Highland Games um, for the first couple of weeks of July up there in the middle of the field or cooking over a cooker Um, I'll be at Raleigh Supercon the end of July. Then I will be at DragonCon on the EFF track and I think somewhere on writing track. Then I will be at Bookmarks, which is in Lumberton, North Carolina, somewhere there in mid-September. Jesus Uh, Christ. (laughs) October, I'll be at Multiverse. November, I will be at Atomicon in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, And in December, we'll see. (laughs) Well, thank
0: you for coming on here, sir. It is a lot of fun talking with you, as always.
2: Well, I always, you know, thanks for letting me come on and play. All right. This is Roger. Peace out from Detroit. This is Jim calling from Charlotte. Peace. Peace.